Life moves pretty fast. Advent is quickly uh, moving along here. We're running out of candles. We only have one more here to light after this week. And granted, it's a longer Advent this year. Christmas is next Saturday, so that fourth week of Advent, we almost get the whole week. But uh, brothers and sisters, this is the, the famous Gaudete Sunday, the, the Sunday that uh, we celebrate uh, the rejoicing in the Lord, that he is good. And of course, it's the day that liturgically we wear rose. And uh, obviously, this is pretty close to pink. Uh, close your eyes a little bit. It's definitely, definitely rose, though. Thankfully, I'm pretty secure in my masculinity. I know guys like Father Browning, they get real sensitive about this time of year. And uh, he was over for dinner last night saying his mom was trolling him, telling him how good he looked in pink. So he said, it's not pink, it's rose. I was like, dude. You can drive the ball way farther than me, all right? You're, 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 you're good. But um, no, it's, it's, it's a wonderful day to rejoice. And uh, we've been doing this homily series. So if you've been able to join us the, the last couple weeks, uh, Monsignor Deutsch, Father Jack, and I, we've been all sort of preaching along the same line. In the first week, you know, we talked about who God is. What is it that God is? And uh, last week we talked about how, you know, that sort of call of uh, reconciliation, that what is it in our life that we need to call out that's, that's keeping us from receiving, you know, what God is. And this week, you know, the question that we're asking all together is, you know, are we here to receive God? Or are we here to receive, you know, sometimes what he gives us? What does that mean? Sometimes, uh, you know, we might enjoy Christianity for, for some of the benefits that it gets. And there are many benefits, but, uh, you know, when you find yourself growing deeper in the faith, the Lord, you know, will give you consolations. And it feels great, you know. But then, after a while, life continues to go, and sometimes that, that wanes a little bit. And you're like, what the heck? I was having, I was doing really well. And now it just doesn't quite feel the same way. And, you know, we have two options at that point. We can kind of uh, persevere through that desolation, we would call it spiritually, or we can say, oh, forget this. You know, I'm not getting anything out of Mass anymore. I'd rather sleep. I'm not going to go to church this weekend. It's not that big of a deal, right? These are sort of the two options that we have. And, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. It's tough uh, to live the Christian life. Life, though it goes quickly, you know, the years and the, and, and the weeks and the months are, are, are short. They go, it goes really fast, but sometimes the days are long. And it's like, wow, man, I just, I think it'd be easier if God just sort of gave me what I wanted. Then, I, then I'd be happy, and God would be happy because I'm happy, and when I'm happy, God's happy, right? But uh, when it comes to these spiritual consolations, I think sometimes we, we feel a bit exaggerated of what it's supposed to be like. You know, on Wednesdays, I teach the sixth graders, and I was in there, and they were doing saint reports. It's a very good thing. And they've been talking about some of the saints, uh, learning about some of the new saints, and I was quizzing them. So I had a little short paragraph, and I was reading through a little trivia, and they had to guess who the saint was. And four or five saints in a row, it might have been a coincidence, but uh, I think it's sometimes how we think the saints are. It was like, this saint, when it was a little child, you know, often had visions of Jesus and Mary and the saints and frolicked around the backyard with its guarding angel. And it's like, oh, well, good for that guy. Ah. 
And the next one, you know, also had visions of the angels and then, you know, would float when praying. And it's like, wow. I, I can't speak for all of you, but the last time I started flo floating when I was praying, uh, you know, don't hold your breath. That hasn't happened, right? I've never had any visions or anything along those lines. Maybe you're all just holier than me, right? But uh, I think we get our expectations a little high sometimes. And we're like, man, I just, I want something incredible to happen. Just show me, Lord, just give me something, give me something great. And I've been there. I know what that's like. I remember being in, on that side of the, of the church in, in your pew and sitting there in mass when I was a kid. And maybe it was just my inability to pay attention. But I'd be kind of sitting there and, you know, we had these statues going on. And there was a statue of Mary and I had a crown of thorns around her head. I just started looking at it during mass. And I was like, maybe that crown will start glowing if I just look at it long enough. You know, the Lord wants me to see how amazing Mary is. So he's going to let that crown start to glow. I'd start to quit, squint a little bit. I'm like, I think it's sparkling. I think, I think it's glowing. And that's why I needed glasses, like in third grade, is because I'm squinting at the statues all masked, right? But then, like in high school, you know, you really want to experience God. We would go to retreats and different things like that. Very good thing. We would go to Steubenville conferences. It was a big part of my high school experience. You're with thousands of kids. And really, I was like, wow, look at this. Like, there's a bunch of kids my age, and at least it appears they're trying to, to love Christ. That's pretty cool. It's not something I'd really experienced before. It's very profound for a you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old young man like myself. And we would have these sort of big nights of adoration and worship. And it was a combination of you're excited and you're also sleep deprived and you've had too much sugar and Papa John's pizza. And you're there and you're like, all right, God, tell me you love me. Just knock me over. Just give me your best shot. Just do something, right? Like I'm that little kid on the tricycle and the Incredibles. And Mr. Incredible just looks at him and is like, what do you want? He's like, I don't know. I'm just waiting for something amazing to happen, I guess. Are we here for the consolations? Or are we here because God is good? All right? And, and there are amazing, beautiful spiritual consolations. Don't think I'm belittling them. Right? I'm just not that holy. And oftentimes, I think we put it on this pedestal, like, Lord, I just, I want to get something. You know, we know, as St. Paul said, there's a time and a place for those gifts. And it's never just for one person. It's for the increase of the body of Christ. God's not just up there going like, you get a vision, you get a vision, and the rest of you, forget you. It's not how God works. Right? But as I sort of described earlier on, you know, he's going to give us those good feelings. You might have little butterflies or something like, wow, it feels great to go to Mass and to go to confession and to be active in the sacraments. And then it kind of just like, what's going on? You know, why does God do that? Because God, you know, he's given us those consolations to bring us in, and then he pulls himself back a little bit. He's inviting us to go deeper. He's inviting us to take that next step. And he's going to say, like, are you here for me? Or the butterflies in your stomach? Or that general spiritual euphoria? Which is great. But he's way better. He's way more amazing. The fact is that we can want the crown to sparkle or the butterflies in the stomach. We want to feel great. But brothers and sisters, what's in that tabernacle is way more incredible than that. The reality of the Eucharist, if we understood what it was, in all reality, we'd probably pass out 
if what behind the veil of the Eucharist became known. But in reality, we would probably be on our way to the next life. The awesomeness, we'd have a heart attack. That's the reality. Our minds can't even comprehend the spiritual greatness. It's not even able to be contained within a, a material body. Think of some of those Old Testaments of people trembling before angels. Angels! What's an angel compared to God? No offense, guarding angel, I really appreciate your help, but you're nothing compared to God. So brothers and sisters, I ask you, are you here for what God gives you? Or are you here for God? He's going to continue to offer himself. He's going to continue to invite you to go deeper. There's some great saints out there who had desolation for a very long time. Check out the book of Job. Everything went wrong with Job. And he still said, the greater glory of God. Mother Teresa, one of my favorite saints, you know, she did all these great things, but we found out later in her diary, she had years of desolation. But they still understood the goodness of God. They still understood how great he was. As it says in that second reading, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. You know, life, when the Lord is near, you're not going to have any anxiety. The peace of God is going to dwell with you. It's that slow burn. It's that understanding of the beauty of the everyday things. And our eyes fixed on the greatness of experiencing God in heaven and his eternal kingdom for the rest of eternity. That's where our eyes are focused, not on the little crumbs. So maybe we're having a hard time with our faith. Maybe it's like, why am I even here at Mass? I don't get a whole lot out of it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You just don't even realize it. Keep with it. Keep persevering. God is good. And he's going to continue to offer himself to you. So as we continue through this Advent, it goes so quickly, brothers and sisters, I just invite you to ask the Lord to shine on your heart anything that, that is desiring that with it which is not God. That which is not of him for your life. To say, Lord, I'm here for you. I'm here to do your will in my life. And with that, that fire ever so slowly continues to burn. And it will be that lamp on which not only your own life will have peace and no anxiety and the path towards holiness, but will bring a heck of a lot of people along with you. And that's the goal. Let's keep our eyes on that. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again. Rejoice. Rejoice.